The following audio is from Crossroads Church, a church in Lincoln, Nebraska, centered around building genuine community through authentic faith. More info can be found at lincolncrossroads.com. Amen. Well, today I just want to I want to I want to brace you for this today. I, I tend to to try to do this every start of the new year. I don't know why, just something we started doing, but I like to make this first Sunday morning a little bit interactive, okay? So some of you introverts right now just freaked out, right? Like, don't worry, you don't have to talk to anybody, okay? It's personally interactive. We're going to practice some things. It's going to be more than me just talking. We're going to actually take some time in our service today to practice some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. So um, with that being the case, I just want to give you a heads up, okay? Sometimes people just kind of settle in and give you a heads up so it doesn't throw you when, we, when you're like, oh, I have to do something? Yeah. All right, here's the thing. You know that God speaks to us all the time, right? Like God speaks to me all the time. Do I hear him all the time? Maybe not all the time. I need to continue to tune my ear and, and to, to hearing his voice. But God speaks all the time in a variety of different ways. Um, and, and we hear his voice. We can hear his voice often. And right, like if you've been walking with the Lord very long, you, you can probably identify with this. Sometimes like God speaks to you, you're reading something, maybe you're reading the word and there's a verse that poof, pops out, you're like, oh man, that's good. And then maybe you're reading this other uh, spiritual living kind of book and you're reading, the, oh man, that's good. God speaks to you through that. And then you listen, listen to a podcast, oh, that God speaks to me through that. And then you're listening to some worship music and then, man, God speaks to me through that. And God speaks to you all the, and there's these moments where you're just like, oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that's good. You may not remember it tomorrow. You know what I'm talking about, but but man, that was good. I just heard his voice today. And then there's those moments that God speaks to you and you're just like, whoa. Yeah, that shifted some things for me. Anybody ever have an experience like that? Like, whoa. You know, I, I had one of those moments recently and it was, it was in, God speaks in the, most, in the most interesting ways. I was reading a book on leadership. It was not even a, written by a Christian guy, just a leadership book. And it wasn't something that I read and I'm like, that line's really good. You know how sometimes you can like be looking at something or reading something or seeing something and this is where you're at, then God speaks right here. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And I had one of those moments and, and it, it, it was something that like, it wasn't new, but God just spoke a, a phrase in my heart that captured what was already there. It just, it just put it in words that, that made sense to me. And it's this, and this is, this is really where, man, where my heart for my own Christian life is, my own spiritual life. And, and honestly, it's, it's like the reason that I do ministry. And it's so simple, is that we would experience a life-giving relationship with God. And maybe that sounds like so simple that it's not, how can that be profound? And, and, and it's because here's what I've noticed. If you were to ask Every Christian on the planet. And I'm talking, and not just those who like just do the religious church thing, but I'm talking like any, anyone who would, here's the category, anyone who would say the spiritual life is really all about having a relationship with God, whether or not they have a great one or not, but that's at least their starting point, okay? That's, that's the type of Christian that we're talking about. One that's not necessarily works-based or it's like it's all about keeping the rules, but somebody who would genuinely say, the spiritual life, the Christian life, is really about having a relationship with God. Anybody in that category. And I have, there's no way of knowing this or the statistics on this. But from my own personal experience, if you were to ask all of those people, anybody who just claimed that the spiritual life, the Christian life, is all about having a relationship with God. And you were to ask everyone, 
that question, maybe if we ask this room that question, how many people would say, yes, that relationship that I have with God is life-giving to me? How many people would say, yes? And that, that question, that, that thought has been just going through my mind. You know, there's some people that, we, we like, that would be like, yeah, Christian life, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that my whole life. Yeah, it's all about relationship with God. And then you ask the question, is it life-giving? There's some people, they're like, again, this is a scale thing. If some people would be on this side of the scale, be like, absolutely not. My relationship with God, when I think about God, I think about, I feel condemned. I feel guilty. I feel judged. I feel pushback. I feel uh, disapproval, right? There's some people that are like, it is about relationship with God, but my relationship with God does not give me life. And then there'd be some all the way on the other side. They're like, man, my relationship with God is the reason I get out of bed in the morning. Like, I just like am, am, am motivated by, by hearing his voice. And I just hear him all day long. And I'm like always in communion with him. And it's like the greatest thing ever. And I couldn't even do what I do without the relationship with God. There's, and there's those people. And then most likely there's the rest of us somewhere in between. Right? You know, from absolutely not to like, well, I mean, not really. I mean, it, it's good. It's good that I know that like God's like looking out for me and stuff. So that part, I guess, is good. But like day to day life, like like does it give me life in, in in engaging that? No. Well, no. I mean, I know I'm going to heaven, so that's good. To like, no, no, no. It's good. Like I, I come to church. I mean, I get filled up. But like Monday through Saturday is a little bit of a struggle. Like, I don't always feel, like, life pouring into me all the time, but I know when I'm with him, like, it really is life-giving, but is it an ongoing thing to, like, no, I have my quiet times, and, like, I, yeah, man, I just, I get a start in the morning, and, and you know, I, I make it through the day, but, right, it's, it's, it's on the scale. So, let me just ask you, just in, in, in all, your own personal, you don't have to raise a hand or anything, like, where are you on the scale? Is your relationship with God life-giving? It's an interesting question, isn't it? To, to, I, I think the reason this life-giving relationship with God connected with me, we've been talking about John 10, 10 for years here at Crossroads. I've come that you'd have life, you'd have it to the fullest. And then we talk about, it's all about relationship with God. And, I, and it just, I, like, like those two concepts pulled together. I was like, oh yeah, like my relationship with him ought to be the very thing that gives the life to me. But is it? So here's the deal. I, we don't have to be, now again, sometimes we, 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 we love, maybe it's just easier to process. We, we find ourselves in an either or kind of thought process. Either like, no, it's not life-giving and I have a bad relationship with God. Or like, I'm like, I can't go 30 seconds without like praying or something, talking to somebody about Jesus, right? Like it's not, it does not have to be either or. Where are you on the scale? I don't know if you have any New Year's goals. I don't know if you've got like New Year's thoughts or, or New Year's things you're doing. Or, or I, don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But can I tell you what? I have a goal for you for 2023. And it's that your relationship with God one year from today would be more life-giving than it is right now, wherever you are. And it rarely happens like, oh, let me just learn a couple tricks. Let me, let, me, let me try a couple little things. I want to move from here to the other end of the scale tomorrow. Okay, that probably isn't going to happen. You ever been in intention with, some, with a relationship, not just with God, but with a person? And you're like, here's a few healthy things that you can do to help that relationship. Did that relationship go from like worst enemy to best friend overnight? No. 
it, 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 it's, it's this process. And there's these practices that we can put in place that can actually help us develop and cultivate a relationship with God that is actually life-giving. That is not a task. It's not only not a task, but simply being in relationship with him changes my perspective and outlook on life. That's what God intends, right? I mean, most of us would agree with that statement. There's things that we can do. Somebody, I heard somebody say it this way. That discipline, and again, part of we're going to talk about some practices today that are going to help us. Somebody said that discipline is a crock pot, not a microwave. I'm like, ooh, that's good. That's good. Uh, because in my disciplines, whatever it is, whether it's reading, so like intellectual disciplines, or, or working out, my physical disciplines, or prayer and Bible reading, these types of things, my spiritual disciplines, whatever they are, I want results instantly, don't you? But it just doesn't work that way. Because, because discipline is not... Is not a microwave. It's a crockpot. So I want to I want to talk here for a little bit about two uh, <laughs> two crockpots. Right. I want to talk about two practices that are going to help us grow, not just grow in our relationship with God. Something here, the goal that I, I desire for us is that we would have a more life giving relationship with God. That the relationship with God that you have actually breathes life into you. There's two general, we're talking real broad terms, there's two like broad aspects, and well, that we're going to look at today, of, of relationship and communication and relationship. There is the come and go communication, the daily communication, that's just like here, you know, just, just in life, right? This, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a marriage, this would be, you know, work and jobs and activities and you're moving people around and it's communicating around who's getting the kids where and where are we going for dinner and what are, what is, what's happening on the weekends and what's happening in, in life and updating on work and family and all those types of things, right? It just, it's just ongoing constant communication, right? If it's uh, friends, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a marriage. It could be friends. It's just the come and go. You're, you're passing in the hallways in school or whatever it might be. It's, it's, it's uh, coworkers that it just in the busyness of whatever. But then there's another aspect of religion. And that's not like bad. That's just, that's just part of life, right? And then there's another aspect. So we're going to call it like the come and go communication. And then there's another aspect of the relationship that it's the quality time, right? It's a set aside time. It's the quality time where, where you like designate, you set apart time to invest in and enjoy the relationship, right? In a marriage, it's going on dates, even after you're married, right? Maybe we've been talking here and there all the time, all week long, coming and going, but like to stop what you're doing and say, hey, let you and me go do this for the sake of enjoying this relationship, right? For friends, again, it, friends can be the same thing. Like maybe like you've got coworkers and, or maybe you got friends or again, in high school or college, right? You see people hitting out, but like, hey, let's go hang out, right? Let's you and me, for the sake of a relationship, go spend some time together, right? Both of those things are important. And, uh, and when it comes to our relationship with God, both of those things are important as well. And I believe there's some things that we can do in both aspects of our relationship with God like this that they're going to help us walk in a more life-giving relationship with God. So uh, we're going to take a look at what a few of those things might be. Now, there's, there's two different kinds of people, right? We've got the structured people. You do this with a lot of different things. And the flexible people, Right? Let me see the hand of the structured people. You like black and white. You lean towards order, 
Apparently, okay, okay. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, is just that side of the room like that way? Okay. So you like order. You like things black and white. This is how they are. You're, you know, you're probably sitting in the same seat you sat in all last year. Okay. You like structure. How many of you are, are a little bit more on the flexible side? Like you just like change. You, you just here and there. Okay. We got, we got a good mix. We got a good mix. Okay. Um, some of you raised both hands. I think that would automatically mean you're on the flexible side. All right. If you can just turn it on and off like that, you're probably on the flexible side. Um, okay. So we got these two different types of people. One type of person is going to lean towards, when it comes to your relationship with God, this come and go kind of relationship, right? You're the type of person when somebody asks you, hey, tell me about your time with the Lord. You're like, well, I don't really have a set time. I just kind of like talk with God throughout the day. Okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a great thing. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But that's what comes most naturally for you. And then there's the other type. You're the type um, who... uh, you get a Bible reading plan and you never miss a day, right? You, you've got a time with God and it's like at a certain time and you're going to do that thing and you got your devotional there and then you, you've got to order it out, right? And you would lean towards, you do quiet times pretty well, okay? Um, and we're going to talk about that. But let me just tell you, regardless of how you're wired, there's some things you can do in both aspects of this relationship with God that can help that relationship become more life-giving for you. All right. And so we're going to talk about both aspects. So we're going to give a practice in the kind of the come and go communication side. And then we're going to to practice in the more structured set aside time. Sound, sound good? All right, here we go. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different. Like I said, uh, j- um, this first one in January, first one of the year is fun to do some different things. I'm not going to take one text and preach all the way through it, but we're going to bring a variety of texts into some of these practices. All right, here's practice number one. It's not a new practice. I did not make it up myself. It's been practiced for years and decades and centuries. Um, I'm renaming it a little bit, but practice number one, be aware that he's there. If you're taking notes, if you don't take notes, this would be a good time to start taking notes. January 1, good time to start a new habit, right? Take some notes. Be aware that he's there. Practice number one, be aware that he's there. If I were to be more spiritual sounding, some people might call this, this um, practicing the presence of God. And that sounds spiritual. For some people, you like that feeling, go with it, okay? Other of you, they're like, that sounds like way too spiritual for me, okay? Then let's go with be aware that he's there. It's the same exact thing, okay? Here, here's the deal. We looked a few weeks ago at, at this, this, this anchor of a truth, this, this, this foundation of a truth that affects so much. It affects our ability to be content where we are. It affects our peace. It affects our joy, this foundational truth. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. And it's really just a quote from the Old Testament. It says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Um. I will never leave you or forsake you. And we find scripture like that all over the place. Do not fear, for I am with you. We, are like, we see this promise of God over and over and over again that he is with us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he's with us? Here's the thing. God is always with me, but I'm not really always with God. 
Anybody else connect with that a little bit, right? He says, you can never escape my love. And he uses extravagant words to say it. He says, man, God will be by your side. Draw near to God and he will draw near. Like he is right there. He's not going to leave you. In fact, that James passage, draw near to God and, and he will draw near to you. I don't know what you picture in your head when you hear it. Maybe it's like God's out there somewhere. And the moment I start turning towards him and I draw near to him, then he comes running over the horizon. I don't think that's actually what, I think there's a better way to see that. The word says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Here's the deal. God is everywhere. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. I believe he's like, he's, he's by our side all the time, but we don't necessarily choose to even recognize it. I think a better way to see that is like, when it says draw near to God, it's like we just turn and take one just little bit of intentional effort towards them. And he's already right there because he's been there the whole time. He is always there, but I'm not always aware of his presence. I'm not always paying attention I mean, Paul says, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. He says, um, set your mind on, not on earthly things, not on things that you can see, but on things that are unseen, that are eternal, right? All these things, like, would set our minds on Christ because he's there. So here's the first practice. Let me, let me talk about this a little bit. Here's the first practice. Be aware that he's there. What does that mean? I, I think what it means, it kind of means 1 Thessalonians 5.17, you ever heard that verse? You know what it is? You guys, anybody know what 1 Thessalonians 5 says? Let's test our Bible knowledge. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. It's a shorty. Anybody got it? Pray without ceasing. So intimidating, isn't it? The new, new, new international version puts it this way. Pray continually. That sounds a little bit easier. <laughs> pray all the time. We hear that verse and we're like, well, I can't do that. That's impossible. That's just like hyperbole. Like that's not really expected of us, is it? Um, it seems so hard that I'm not even going to attempt it. Well, that seems silly. Why don't we try? What would happen if we tried this? Now, I probably can't do it tomorrow. You may not be able to like walk out of here and never stop praying for the rest of your life, okay? But what would happen if we disciplined ourselves not in a microwave, but in a crock pot. What if we disciplined ourselves to be aware that he's there with more regular, regularity than we ever have? Here's one little practice. Again, practicing the presence of God. Just simply recognizing that he's here. Well, this is something that I have personally, in fact, these two things are both things that I've just learned significantly over the last few years, is a simple idea of short prayers all the time. For me, I like, and, and sometimes I miss opportunities because I want perfect, anybody else like this? I want perfect scenarios or I want this something to be played out so perfectly that I keep waiting for the perfect time and I never do anything. Anybody else with me, right? Um, listen, if you suffer from that disease, okay, um, let, me just, let me just free you up. Um, just do something. So in this realm of this praying in and out, like this, this come and go kind of prayer, what if you didn't have to block out 30 or 45 minutes, an hour of prayer time? What if you just started at, I'm going to just set a few times throughout the day, a few reminders just to recognize the presence of God in my day to day. 
I mean, it's as simple as this. And we talked about this a little while back too, but this has been the prayer that has been so good for me that helps me be aware of the presence of God, practicing God's presence in my life, being aware that he's there. It's simply this, God, just pausing what I'm doing. God, I give you everyone and everything. I give it to you. I give you everyone and everything. My quiet time is so important. But sometimes, three o'clock in the afternoon, I hate to say it this way, and this is probably not theologically correct, but like my quiet time is kind of worn off. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, st- I'm tired again. Like I'm depleted again. Or I'm just, lunch is just hitting heavy or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like, man, I just need to remember that like wherever I am right here and now, God's here too. I need to remember that whatever I'm carrying in this moment right here now, he says, cast your cares upon me. So what if, what if we just, we just allowed ourselves the permission to pray in ways that are not perfect, in settings that are not ideal? What if, what if we, what if we said, okay, one of the goals that I have for this year, and maybe this is a broad goal, is like, I just, I want to be aware of the presence of God more frequently in my days. I think that's a good goal. Now, it's, it's not a smart goal. It's not specific. It's not uh, measurable, right? But I'll tell you what, it will affect you. What, what would it happen? I mean, here's the deal, right? We said that God is always with us, but we're not always with God. What would happen to our work lives if three or four times a day, we just reminded ourselves that God was with us? What would happen to our anxiety level if three or four times a day, I just like paused. I'm not talking about take a time out and go walk around the block for a half an hour. I'm talking about one minute, just step back and said, God, you're here. So Lord, the stuff that I'm carrying right now, I give it to you. All the, all the stuff, all the people, all the, I, I give it to you. Now that's not like shirking responsibility. Right? Sometimes you have responsibility, but did you know that you can actually walk in responsibility without carrying the weight of it? Right? In fact, it's the Christian way to live. Jesus says, come to me who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And then basically he goes on to say, I'll teach you a new way to live. Carry the burdens that I give you. He doesn't say, give me all your responsibility. He says, give me all of your unhealthy weights that are weighing you down. Responsibility often has with it weight. Could we learn, could it be possible that when Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and give me your heavy burdens, I'll give you rest. Could it be possible that what he, what he said he meant and that I could actually walk in a place of high responsibility without carrying high stress? I'm going to say like either Jesus is right or he's wrong, right? So what if we did that? What if, what if we, what if, and maybe some of you have amazing quiet times, but what if we said, I'm going to add to my quiet time, just moments throughout my day. So here's some just tips. Here's some tips. If you want to practice this practice, be aware that he's there. Practice one, be aware that he's there. Let me give you a few just tips. Okay. One is this, um, make it a competition. This isn't for everybody. 
How many comp- competitive people we got in the room? How many, how many com- com- competitive? Not only competitive with others, you could make it a game with others. That starts to get a little bit weird. Okay. But maybe even a game with yourself. I'm going to see this week how many times I can remember to pray in a day. On your marks, just say go. It might start out a little weird, but I'm telling you, it'll have payoff. If you just reminded yourself, like, I'm going to do it as many times as possible. I'm going to say a one-minute prayer. And a one-minute prayer is more than a 10-second prayer. That's just weird if you're trying to score points, okay? Like, that's weird. But to actually pause for a minute and step back and just say, hey, God. And maybe, maybe you're not carrying anything. Maybe it's just like, God, I want to hear your voice today. God, I'm going into a meeting. I don't, I don't want to just, I don't want to walk through an agenda. But God, I, w- would you help me, like, see people like you see people? God, I, I want to follow you today. Because here's the deal. If you're doing this multiple times a day, hopefully you're not like unloading every single time. Hopefully we begin to learn to walk in the grace that God has taught us, will teach us to walk in. And then when you're taking a pause, it's not like a catch your breath. Then you're taking a pause and, and you're, you're praying and you're, you're, you're pausing for a minute and just like resetting. You're, you're becoming aware of his presence and you begin to learn to hear his voice as you just go throughout your day. You don't have to wait till next Sunday. You don't have to wait till your next quiet time. You will begin to learn to hear the voice of God all day long. But it, there's a practice that goes with it. And that's the part we as Christians sometimes push back against. Like, God is this God and he has this. Yeah, if, there's some practices that if we walk in, we can learn to hear his voice better. There's some practices that if we walk in, we can learn to walk in his grace a little bit longer. There's some practices that if we choose to implement into our lives, we'll begin to learn what the fullness of life that he came for is all about. Make sense? All right, so make it a competition. Here's another one. Connect it to other daily routines. Okay? How many times a day do you brush your teeth? What if you prayed every time you brush your teeth? How many times a day do you go to the bathroom? Right? Let's just be real. What if you what if you prayed just one minute every time you went to the restroom? Like think about it. Rather than stressing or rather than playing Candy Crush, what if you like actually like what if you actually just talk to God about whatever you were just doing or whatever God has for you throughout your day. What if you connected it to driving? Maybe you have a job or just a lifestyle where you're in and out of your car a lot. What if every single time you got into your car, you prayed for one minute before you turned anything on the radio? Again, you don't have to do all of these things, but I'm just saying like, this is what this could look like. Tie it to something that you already do and it'll be hard and you'll forget it because you don't, but keep on sticking after it. Tell somebody else that you're doing it. That'll help make that stick a little bit more. And, and, and watch how some, some new habits can begin to form. And I'll tell you, in those small little moments every day, you'll begin to experience a more fullness of life in your day-to-day. You'll begin to experience a relationship with God that is more life-giving than you've known before. Right? Be aware that he's there. Here's the third one. Set an alarm. If you're like, I try the competitive thing, that only works for a little while. I try to stay connected to daily routine, but I keep forgetting. Set an alarm. I have an alarm on my phone. I have an app that I use. That at three o'clock, every single day, it gives me a notification to remember to pause for a minute and pray. Um, If you're interested in that, it's called the one minute pause. And it just walks you through a prayer for one minute. 
You can do a five-minute one or a 10-minute one. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. But it's just a reminder. Do I do it every single day at 3 o'clock? I don't. Uh, but it, it's a constant reminder that pops up and goes, okay, man, I got, if, if, if I'm pushing too hard, if I'm too overwhelmed, if I'm getting distracted, step back. All right, God, all right, give everything to you. All right, we're starting fresh again. Find ways to integrate that come and go relationship with God. Could you imagine, could you imagine if you had a relationship with somebody and you went on a date once a week, but you never spoke or wrote or texted or anything other than that one date once a week? It'd be weird, and it'd take a long time before a relationship would begin to form. You might see how they are when they get all together, but you don't know what your day-to-day is like. God wants to engage you on a day-to-day, on on a moment-to-moment basis, right? All right. Let me tell you this, too. Some of you are going to practice. You're like, I like that. I like that. Let's do this. Just one minute. I'm just going to take a minute. And here's the thing. Sometimes God speaks. And always he's there. So set your expectations appropriately, right? If we are like, I'm going to stop for a minute and I'm expecting my whole spiritual life to blow up and God's, I'm going to hear this amazing life-changing voice of God every minute I do this. Probably not. One of the biggest things is just recognizing, God, you're with me. And I promise you, though you may not hear an audible voice, I promise you, whether you feel it or not, he's there. And just remind yourself of it. Just tell him what it is that you're needing. Just lean into him at that time. Make sense? You think you got it? Well, let's find out. We're going to take one minute. We're going to take one minute. And some of you who do this all the time, one minute's just going to blow by. Some of you that have never done this before, this is going to seem like, three minutes, and you're going to swear that I I gave you more time. But we're going to take 60 seconds right now, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to practice this. We're just going to, I mean, because this is what it's supposed to be in the middle of a day, right? So we're going to practice for 60 seconds. We're not even going to have any music up. We don't even need anything right now. Um, We're just going to be dead silent, dead silent, because you don't, you, you don't always get, I mean, Terry's willing to play background music all the time here, but she's not going to follow you around and play the keys, like anytime you're like, hey, Terry, can you just like play something for me here real quick? Um, so we're just going to take one minute. And this is what I want you to do. Just start with that prayer. Got to give everything and everyone to you. Just start there. And for sometimes, and, and when I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed sometimes, I just say that over and over and over again for a minute because it takes my heart that long just to even be able to get there. But for others, you guys are like good. You're like, man, I'm man, I, I've got all, all to go. I'm feeling good. And I just begin to just listen to his voice. God, what do you, God, what do you want to say today? God, what's in your heart for me today? Okay, so here we go. We're going to practice it for 60 seconds. Ready?
All right, 60 seconds. How many of you are like, oh, that did feel like kind of a long time to just sit in quiet? Anybody? Or you're like, that's, that's, see, okay. 60 seconds is not too bad. Imagine if you did that like four or five times a day. What if you did that once a day? Where you just said, God, I'm just unloading on you right now. Let, let, me, let me pause this too. Let me, let me, let me say one more thing to, about that before we go on to the next one. This isn't a time to pray for what you're stressing about. Because you'll finish and you'll probably still be stressed. There are times to pray for things, right? Just like in a relationship, a best friend comes to you or a spouse comes to you and like, I'm so stressed out about my boss. I can't stand my boss right now or my kids right now or this one person in my life. Ah, my workload's over. Ah. What do you do? Like, If you're going to be a healthy friend, a healthy spouse, do you say, okay, let's see what we can do about that. Let me, let me see if I can fix this for you. Is that what they're looking for right now? No, they need, to, they, they need some heart process, right? They need to, you just need to love them. You need to like work, walk through things with them. There are times when you fix problems. Kind of like there's times we go to God for prayer, but there's, sometimes we go to God like, oh, there's this issue in my life and I'm just gonna pray that God would fix this thing. And we never actually stop and be like, God, help me to process this thing. There's a difference. Like, we need both. But like, God, I need to be aware of your presence. I know that you're a healer. I know that you're a fixer. I know that you are a miracle worker. But God, I just need to know you're here right now. You see the difference? So, both are important. But, one minute pause. The practice, be aware that he's there. All right, everybody say it with me together. Ready? One, two, three. Be aware that he's there, all right? It's so simple. It's so simple. And yet, few of us actually set this like as a goal. I want to be aware of God's presence more in 2023. I, I'm setting that goal. Like, I want to be aware of God's presence more in 2023. All right. Here's the second practice. The second practice is this. Interact with God's word. Okay, so this, the first practice, be aware that he's there. That's one of those come and go kind of relationship, kind of communication stuff. The second one is more about the quality time. It's about the set aside time, okay? So number two, interact with God's word. You know, we as Christians and in the church, uh, we, we, we know we're supposed to read the Bible, 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 right? We know that. And if you don't know that, let me give you a tip. Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. Okay, so now we all know. You should read the Bible. You should read it a lot. You should put God's word into you in a variety of ways, especially in the day and age we live in. There are so many ways to put God's word into you. You can, you can go um, listen to podcasts and you can listen to sermons and you, can, you should read the word of God. You can read Christian living books and you can go, I mean, even check out Right Now Media. If you haven't done that, go to our website, go to our resources, Right Now Media, a whole library available to you for Christian living and, and Christian different stuff. Like, all of it, God speaks through. Now, but his word is different. Every other way that God speaks to us needs to be filtered through God's word, right? God's word is what we know to be true. I can pray and God can speak to me, but if what God speaks, speaks to me in prayer doesn't align or is, is, in, is not in alignment with God's word, that wasn't God, right? God doesn't say two different 
contradicting things. If your favorite preacher says something that doesn't come in alignment, if I don't say something, if I say something that doesn't come in alignment with God's word, like we filter everything through God's word. We get that, right? So there's like a, it's not like God's word and my favorite Christian author. Like it's God's word and then my favorite Christian author, right? We, we, get, we got that? We tracking? All right. Some of you are. Here's, here's what I mean by interact. Like I almost... I almost changed this point to say interact with God through his word, which is really the heart of it. But the way that we do that is to interact with his word. Okay. But the goal is that we interacting with God. It's, we have a relationship with God, not a re- just a relationship with the Bible. You know, I've met a lot of Christians that have a deep relationship with the Bible and little relationship with God himself. Like I want to know him and the word of God is the way that he speaks to us so I can get to know him. So there's a couple of really key things that we see in the word as to how we interact with God's word. There's two big ones that we see even all the way back in the Old Testament. We talk about it and we write about it. We talk about it and we write about it. Listen to what Moses says. So this goes way back. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Then if that wasn't enough, again, five chapters later, Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 20, he says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Again, we could also say memorize them. Tie them on symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, write them on the door posts, door frames of your houses and on your gates. The prophet Habakkuk said this, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Um, I, I love this verse, or I love that verse of scripture. Write down the revelation. When God speaks to you, write it down. Write it down on pl- tablets. Make it plain. Why? So that a herald may run with it. In other words, why? So that it can be transferable. God is speaking to us all the time. If we allow ourselves and discipline ourselves to write it down, it gets stickier <laughs> and it's much easier to transfer. Um, so God does speak in a variety of ways, right? But the Bible is like his primary one. So, so let's just lean into this, write it down thing for a minute. We live in a world with so many inputs, right? We already talked about it. We can take in God's word from so many different ways. In fact, we can take in God's word so much, like way more than we have the ability to process, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like I, on a regular basis, especially this time of year, I take those like emergency, have you ever, anybody else, those powder um, vitamin C drinks, right? It's got like 1200 times your necessary vitamin C intake or something silly, like silly. Why do they do that? It's like you fill up all the way to all the vitamins C your body can absolutely process and then passes all the rest. Your body will nas- naturally process and absorb all the good stuff it needs. Here's the problem. Fill our hearts and minds with God's word in as many ways as we can consume it. But our hearts don't naturally process what we need. We have to be intentional about that. 
And so what many of us do is we just consume all the good, but we don't absorb hardly any of it because we've not learned the practices to actually be able to take it from the word and make it applicable to our lives. So there are some things that we've got to do. Some of you read in 2022, you made some New Year's, I'm going to read the Bible, and you read the Bible more in 2022 than you've ever, let me just ask this, we're interactive today, right? How many of you have read the Bible more in 2022 than any other year of your life? Do we have anybody? Hey, that is awesome. We got a number of people who have. That's fantastic. I'm proud of you, like super proud of you. That is awesome. How many of you have been reading through the Bible for like decades? I'm going I'm to use the word decades plural. Okay. Some of you guys, you've just been doing this for a long time. This is just another year. Awesome. Let me encourage you, regardless of whether last year was your best year ever, or you've been doing this your entire life, let me encourage you, and maybe some of you, a lot of you already do this. Let me encourage you to shift your thinking on your Bible reading from Bible reading to Bible interaction. You're not just going to read it. What if my new goal is like, I want to interact with the Bible on a daily basis. I want to interact with the word on a daily basis. You know, over the last couple of years, we've been talking about, we've been talking about soap and encouraging people to soap. If you don't know what soap is, it's just a Bible, uh, Bible study, Bible reading method. It's very, very simple, very straightforward. The soap stands for scripture, observation, application, prayer. Scripture, observation, application, prayer. And it's just a very straightforward way to read the word. Some of you, let me just encourage some of you that even as you're thinking about like how you want to read the word and how you want to engage with God this year, can I encourage you to maybe even take on something like this where you say, and and this is what it looks like. So for our our Bible reading for a church, it doesn't have to be the truth. It can be anything, but a Bible reading is one chapter a day. So here's how, what I would do if I was going to soap, uh, we got uh, John 1 today. You read John 1. Highlight every single thing that stands out to you. John 1's kind of long too. Every single thing that stands out to you, highlight it. Whether that's in an actual Bible and you mark it with a highlighter. Some of you are like, oh, it's my Bible, I don't like it. Any, anybody like, you like your pristine Bible? I've been, I, I was that way for years. God freed me from it for a number of years back. Um, you love it pristine, Listen, the goal is not to own a pretty Bible. The goal is to consume his word, okay? Use whatever you can do to consume his word better. Highlight it, mark it up. If you're reading the, the, the Uversion uh, Bible app or you're doing it digitally, it's super easy. You click on it and then you select highlight. Mark it, then keep reading. Mark it and keep reading. Keep going. Oh, that's really cool. Man, I, I like the way that says that. Highlight, keep going, just keep going. Read it all the way through. And then after you've read a chapter, Again, if you're just into reading it, you can, you can shut it and be done. But if you're like, hey, I want to engage you. I want, I want to grow in this interacting with scripture thing. Then go back and read all of your highlights. And as you do, those things that stood out to you are going to pop back to you. And then after you've reviewed all of your highlights, just read them through one more time. Just pick one of them to lean into. Just one of them that you're just going to set your, set your mind on a little bit. Ask some questions of it. Man, what, what, do, what do you think it was like to, to, to hear that from Jesus for the first time? Wow, I never, I never saw those concepts together. Maybe it's not even a verse. Maybe it's like, as you're reading your highlights, there's like this word shows up four different times in the chapter. Just spend some time on thinking through, like, man, that word came up over and over again. Man, what is, what is God saying through his word to me in that right here? 
and then write it, right? That's scripture. There's the observation part, application part, right? All kind of board together. But when you write about it, here's why it's significant to write about it. Because it forces you, anybody think, anybody write faster than they think? Anybody? Anybody write faster than you think? If you do, you are impressive. Because I can think so fast. I, I can think so fast. That's not a brag. I can, I, I can be four, four uh, items removed from the topic of conversation that I'm in, in like a half a second. Anybody else can think that fast? Anybody? All right. Then you're like, wait, how did I even, you're talking about that, then I just said this. I don't even know how I got there. We think so fast. When we force ourselves to write down our thoughts of God's word, what it does is it forces my mind to slow down to the level of my writing or typing, which could be faster. It doesn't matter. But it slows down significantly, slow enough for me to process what it is I'm thinking about. Have you ever read a chapter of scripture, had multiple, oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. An hour later, don't even remember the chapter you read. So we feel really good about having a quality quiet time, but we absorbed almost nothing. Why are we reading the word? Because it's what Christians do? Or are we doing it so that I could grow in a life-giving relationship with my creator and father? Let me just encourage some of you. Make a goal, and it doesn't have to be super formal, but just what if we just re-looked at how we engaged the word that we said, it's not just about reading the word anymore. I'm going to interact with it. And one of the most significant things you can do is write about it. If you're in the, bio, the, the, the U version, again, I use that because a lot of us are doing that. Um, a lot of people are reading on there. Like it's it, interact. You, there's a lot of tools on there. Click the verse, you can highlight it, but when you click it, you can also put like compare and look at the way a variety of translations say the same thing, glean some things from there. You can write on it right there on your phone for your personal notes or for anybody to see, but interact with the scripture. Don't just be satisfied reading it and closing it and going to your next thing. Interact with God through his word. I'm just going to encourage us. Let's rethink the way that we go throughout our days. Let's, let's take those pauses. Let's pray through the day. Let's, let's um, take time. Let's take time to, to be aware that he's there. And then in that, when we do get alone with God, interact with his word. Don't just read it, interact with it. That we would it actually sit down in us. The last thing on those lines, I just say, like, keep let me encourage you. How many have attempted? I'm just keeping a spiritual journal of some capacity. How many have attempted that? Okay, a number of us have. How many are like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not like, I've never been good at that, so I'm not even going to try. All right, there's another bunch of us. Uh, here's the deal. I, I used to, for the longest time, try to keep a journal. And here's what would happen. I'd go out and get a nice one, you know, like a $20 leather-bound journal. And then I'd feel like I could only, like anytime I was going to write in it, I had to write super slow and crisp so all my letters looked good. And it had to be super deep and profound because this is such a pretty notebook, okay? In fact, I was going to bring my notebook in and I, and I didn't. Uh, I've got a pretty one. It's really pretty. And it's got like all leather and it was a gift. And I have like three journal entries in there. Okay. Um, starting back in like 2008. 
And, and then, but then I got like this like 89 cent back to school special notebook. It looks like garbage, okay? It's falling apart, but guess what? For me, that worked better. I wrote anything and everything. I wrote as fast as as I could think, and I could process better, and I wrote in that better. You know what? That worked for me. This year, I I went digital. It was just easier for me because then I could combine these things. Like I could sit down, and in my time, I could process, and I could get on my laptop, and I could do this. But then later, if God brought something to my mind in my one-minute times or, or, or throughout the day, I could just pull out my phone, and I could add to it on there. So... It doesn't even matter how you do it. But let me, just, let me just set this goal out in front of us. If we want to, to take some steps in a life-giving, developing a life-giving relationship with God, it, it might require us to do some new things and think slightly differently about how we approach our activity with the Lord. Let's do it all day long. Don't just designate it. You black and white folks, don't just designate it down to this time. Allow, allow God to speak to you throughout the day. Create those just little few moment spaces throughout your day to listen to the voice of God. And those of you who are all about the, hey, I just hear God whenever, don't neglect those date nights with God, if you will. Don't neglect that set aside time with God. You're like, God, I don't want to just read your word and check off the list. I want to interact with you through your word. I want to interact with your word. I want to hear your voice, and I want to lean into what you're speaking to me. Um, I'm going to write it down because it matters to me. You know, even it, you know, the other one was talk about it and write about it. Um, it's a whole lot easier to talk to somebody else about the things that God is speaking to you if you've slowed down enough to write about it. If you haven't even slowed down enough to write about what God's speaking to you, you probably won't be able to recall it and pull it up into memory and even have a conversation about it because you probably forgot about it an hour later. So the writing helps in all those other aspects. So before we do anything else here, we're going to do this practice as well, okay? So if you have a notebook, if you've got a handy-dandy crossroads, oh, here's a little side note. We just, I just had this random thought. Because I want to encourage this, this whole have a spiritual journal, have a place where you write down some things. Because I, I want to encourage this, um, I just randomly had a thought. From now on, if you've purchased or got in a guest center, a uh, welcome center, if you've purchased or you've received a Crossroads Church notebooks, new, new rule, free refills, okay? <laughs> and this is, <laughs> this is what I mean. If you finish your entire notebook as a spiritual journal, not like for your kid to color in church, but like if you, if you finish this and like you've ma- filled it out meaningfully, like write down the things that God's speaking to you or you do your soap journal or however you've done and, and, and you finish it, just go get a new one for free. Okay. Because I just, I just believe when we choose and, and they're available in the resource little nook out there for like, I don't know, five bucks or something, uh, get one free refills. Um, but we're going to take a minute. So if you've got a notebook, pull it out. If you, if you like writing on your phone or you like, you got a tablet or whatever, you can do that. If you need paper, um, we're going to take like three minutes here and we're going to do this practice. If you need paper, I want you to slip up your hand real quick. We got some card stock. Everybody should have a pen in front of you. If you need a hand, slip up your hand real quick. Everybody's going to participate. If you need, if you need some paper, we got some people handing that out. We're just going to practice this today. We're going to practice this today. Slip your hand up if you need something. If you got something to write on, you're good. Jim, I think we need some more over here. Oh, we got some over here. 
All right, what we're going to do is we're gonna just going to take the first, first day of the year, we're going to take the first psalm of the book of Psalms. We're going to put Psalm 1. We're going to throw that up on the screen right now. Um, if you want to read it there, you can. If you've got a Bible, if you've got something to read on, you can. But if you don't have something right in front of you to read, uh, your Bible, which there's a good practice you could add to your practices you're doing in 2023, bring your Bible to church. Um, you never know when I might be lying to you, okay? You might as well have it in front of you. Um, we're going to take, we're just going to take like two minutes and you don't even have to read the, the whole thing. Read some of it. And when something speaks to you, because this is an abbreviated time we got this morning, something speaks to you, I want you to take a moment and just write what God's speaking to you. We're going to practice doing some healthy things that are going to help us cultivate a life-giving relationship with Jesus. All right, we're going to have some music playing and uh, just take a moment to read this.
interrupt you now. It's amazing what comes from just a little bit of intentionality around his word, isn't it? The depth of what God shows you when you just look and when you prepare your heart and mind, it's kind of like it's kind of like you ask a group of people a question and everybody's standing there looking at you. Have you ever been in a small group this happens? Or you read a verse of scripture. This one's good. You read a verse of scripture in a small group. And then you ask a question about it. And everybody's first response is, whoa, whoa, wait, can you read that again? <laughs> I, I, I need to listen in a way that I'm expecting to have to give an answer for it. And sometimes we, when we do that, when we're reading scripture on our own, expecting to have to respond and interact with it, we receive it deeper. And so let me just encourage you, whether it's in your come and go relationship or learning to take just that pause to say, God, I recognize that you're there, aware that he's there, or whether it's saying, okay, God, I'm going to choose that in this time, I'm going to set aside time to be with you. I'm not going to be flippant with it. I'm not just going to get through it. God, I want to interact with you. I want to interact with your word. I want to, I want to dig in a little bit deeper. Friends, I'm telling you, you implement one or both of these practices in some way, and over the course of this year, you will see new life in your relationship with God. Thank you for listening to this audio from Crossroads Church. Feel free to share this audio with others, but please do not alter or edit the content in any way. For more information about Crossroads, please visit lincolncrossroads.com.